Finance Minister Nicola Willis will pull back the curtain on the government's finances today, revealing what she calls the snakes and snails left behind by Labour. This afternoon, Ms Willis will debut her mini-budget. She says she will make clear the extent of the financial challenges facing the country. We'll outline our initial response to those challenges, including demonstrating some of the savings and reprioritisation we've already committed to and signalling next steps in order to both put the books back in order and deliver income tax reduction. Well, here is what Labor's finance spokesperson, sorry, Grant Robertson's take is on the situation. The National Party have continued to describe uh, operating allowances that are needed to pay for cost pressures in future budgets as a buffer for their tax cuts. That is wrong, and I do think here the National Party is trying to uh, cover up the fact that they actually didn't put enough money aside to do the basics right in Budget 2024. For more on this, we are joined by our Deputy Political Editor Craig McCulloch. Morena, Craig. Good morning. What are we expecting today? Well, I would put the emphasis on miniature, on the miniature part of the mini-budget. Every day it seems that another mini has been affixed to the name. At this point, it probably shouldn't even be described as a mini-budget at all. There is no legislation attached to this. For context, back in 2017, Labour's mini-budget, then Parliament went straight into urgency immediately afterwards in order to implement its families package. And I'm sure that something along, along those lines would have been Nicola Willis's intention. I'm sure she would have liked to get some legislation and train. They have simply run out of time. The coalition negotiations took too long and instead what we're going to get is this sort of scene setter a very high level response. So Nicola Willis has promised to do three key things in this mini budget. Three things to look for. One she will open the book. She will reveal the state of the economy. That is the regular half year update or or haifu as it is called. We've also heard, we've already heard uh, Nicola Willis really playing that up, talking about those nasty surprises, the snakes and the snails, so I would expect a lot more of that. Two, she is going to give a sense of National's fiscal response, so we're going to see some areas of savings, some projects axed. I think there's going to be a real focus there on fiscal discipline. And three, we're going to see some discussion around these promised tax cuts which are coming next year. So a roadmap of sorts. It is not entirely clear exactly how much detail we should expect to see there, but we will wait to see at about one o'clock this afternoon. Okay, so what are these snakes and snails and fiscal cliffs uh, that she has been talking about? Will we get more detail on that? We've had some teasers already, the snakes and snails, the fiscal risks and fiscal cliffs. So last week there was a lot of focus on one fiscal risk in particular, that was the ferry crossing. There are going to be some other big risks as well. We're looking at things like potential payouts from the state abuse inquiry, pay equity claims. There are going to be some big roading project blowout. Now, all of these have been flagged before, but Nicola Willis has indicated she wants to give a better sense of the quantum risk, the overall sums at play here. In terms of the fiscal cliffs, what Nicola Willis is talking about is short-term or time-limited funding, which in many cases she argues should be treated as long-term funding. So the school lunch program, for example, or or some of the Pharmac spending, um, Pharmac funding. Again, this isn't a surprise um, that time-limited funding was all spelled out in last year's budget. Both of those examples, the school lunch program, the Pharmac, they were both accounted for already in National and Labour's fiscal plans during the campaign. But again, Nicola Willis wants to group it all together and show its full 
fiscal impact. Is there a chance that we will see, as uh, Labor's finance spokesperson has said, a, a sort of paving of the way for saying, look, things are too bad, uh, we're going to cancel or delay some of these promised uh, programmes? Not necessarily, but what it does do, I think, is give Nicola Willis something to point to as the reason or justification for the spending cuts and the like. We're not going to see the full extent of those cuts today, but again, we will get a taster of them. It is going to be a key feature of this budget, a mini-budget. It will help to, or hopefully will help to answer this big question that has been facing Nicola Willis, which is how does National intend to pay for its tax cuts? It has promised it will not borrow for them. It has promised it will deliver them no matter what the state of the books. Nicola Willis has said they will not be delayed. They will be delivered next year as promised. So she will have to lay out some of the decisions, some of the cuts, which can show how she can afford the tax cuts. There is a hole to fill there, the foreign home buyers tax, which they wanted to introduce. That died during coalition negotiations. And previously, she's talked about how how the smoke-free changes might free up some more revenue. I suspect she'll want to distance herself somewhat from that now, but she has argued there is this buffer in her plan. She's argued that there are other savings which will make up the difference, and we are going to be looking for evidence of that. Okay, and the Prime Minister isn't going to be there for uh, the Finance Minister's big day. He is Mm. off to Australia uh, to see uh, his counterpart there, Anthony Albanese. How, what will he be looking to achieve there? How will his relationship, do you think, with Anthony Albanese compare with the, the Labour Prime Minister's? Let's hope they get off the ground for a start. That um that seven five seven is due to leave Wellington in about the next half an hour or so. Uh, this is Christopher Luxon's first official trip overseas in the job. It is an important trip. That trans Tasman relationship is an important one. But this visit will largely just be about those two leaders connecting, getting to know each other better, establishing that relationship. I wouldn't expect any grand announcement or development there. A lot of the friction points that there have been have dissipated. Australia has has improved New. Zealanders' rights over there with that new pathway to citizenship. Even the issue of 501 deportees, Christopher Luxon said yesterday, he saw that as largely resolved. So the next big question is likely to be in that area of defence, the AUKUS Defence Pact in particular. Um, What we have seen so far is a little bit of a shift in tone from the new coalition, with Christopher Luxon talking about security as his number one priority, also striking a warmer tone than Labour regarding that AUKUS Defence Pact, in particular New Zealand's potential involvement with with the so-called Pillar 2 aspect. Still a long way to go in terms of defining exactly what that Pillar 2 means, but Judith Collins, Defence Minister Winston Peters, as Foreign Minister, they've both made positive sounds. Christopher Luxon has said, again, he is open to exploring it. We'll be watching his comments and Anthony Albanese's comments in that space very closely today. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. That was our Deputy Political Editor, Craig McCulloch.